0: Monday everybody and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana.
1: And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And it's
0: time to give us that five-star review because I know you like this show.
1: As always, we talk judging and MMA. Head on over to abcboxing.com to read the scoring criteria.
0: Boy, I tell you, sir, the scoring criteria probably gets mentioned like ten times more often after a fight than it used to when we started this show.
1: Yeah, and and no one reads it still. So no, they don't. They don't read. They just want it. They just want judges fired. <laughs> they think they're the worst in the world. I do. It's I, I kind know of insane.
0: I know. I know. And you're not wrong. But I really do feel like there is something good coming out of the fact that people are just talking about it more. I think there's a push for more people to want to get educated. I, I mean, how much was our role in it? I feel like it was a small part of it but not a big one. People who listen to it hopefully it helped and I think people like Sean Sheehan who have a much bigger platform than we do as far as uh, the reach in terms of what they're talking about with the criteria right uh, obviously I that right for the New York Post and that's a big platform, but it's 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 different when you're talking about social media, right?
1: I get yeah. Sean definitely has the biggest platform when it comes to judging
0: and, it's, and scoring and, and all and, this stuff. But I think ultimately the efforts of people like Sean and, and and again to to an extent us as well and and other people. I think it's really helping. Aaron Bronstedter too has also taken up the cause. Uh, in in the within the last year or so, he's obviously got a big reach as well. So I think having people like that educated people that people like. Really trust and and are willing to listen to. I think it's helped.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some media members that are on my list.
0: Uh, <laughs> you do have that list, don't like, you? Like
1: they're just it's just stupid. Calling for their heads every week. and uh, no. it it's very it, annoying.
0: It gets really old. It's, it's the the whole circular argument everybody has about it. because I was I wasn't actually watching the fights like fully yesterday. Like I tried to put it on a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. I don't even know if I mentioned it last week. But I was I was away this weekend in maryland for a bachelor party Uh, one of my buddies is getting married next month so we went down to ocean city We had a nice time that's
1: a fun city it was a
0: good time i I was disappointed though because the two two foods that i was very much looking forward to having there are gone okay just like wiped from the face of the earth at secrets you know secrets right
1: secrets is good
0: secrets had when i went there 10 years ago they had something called crab pizza on the menu crab pizza the best way I always described it to people was, if you've had Domino's cheesy bread, imagine there's crab meat with it too. okay, and That's it was pretty good. It was definitely better than I made it sound. It was fantastic. <laughs> um gone, not on their menu anymore. so I didn't even bother going to secrets. Uh-huh. not my not worth my time if if I can't get that there. I don't drink, as you know, so um and then number two. I was hoping to get a pizza cone. Do you know what a pizza I cone is, sir? I don't know what a pizza cone is. A pizza cone is exactly what it sounds like. It is a cone filled with pizza. Yeah, okay. And it was really delicious when I had one 10 years ago, once again, when I was in Motion City. And it was at a place called, I think it was called like Tiki Sunrise or something like that on the boardwalk, right? So we'll go, um, I'm getting excited for it. I'm hoping to get over the boardwalk. We're talking about it at dinner. And I'm like, all right, well, where is it? Let me just make sure it's there. And sure enough, that place closed at some point in the last 10 years. I'm going to just take a stab in the dark that it was in the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, most likely. Yeah, it's just It makes sense. So that is also gone. There was the, That was only one place did it. Like, you know, if you go to the boardwalk, literally you can't walk five feet without running into somewhere that has fried Oreos, Okay. which are delicious. And I had uh, in their stead of the pizza cone. But... The pizza cone itself you can only get at this one location on the boardwalk and that is the outcome. I'm disappointed.
1: I mean, that's a first that someone leaves New Jersey and is disappointed that
0: they couldn't get pizza. But that's the thing. It's outside not a pizza jersey. It's not pizza. It's a pizza cone. Oh. It's different, man. <laughs> like if I want pizza, I don't get it in Maryland. Like they did right. they, they had ordered pizza uh before I had arrived and it was sitting there, so yeah, I had a slice. Mm. And it was, you know, Maryland pizza. It was okay. it was whatever. <laughs> If you live in Maryland and, and, and you're offended by this, I'm sorry. Just come to Jersey and I'll take you somewhere better. I'm I'm I, happy to do it. Kinda was I I'm
1: a little shocked at the two foods. I thought you were gonna be like, no, they they ran out of crabs. No. <laughs> literally, <laughs> the crabs went instinct.
0: No more crabs on the planet.
1: Or Old Bay would like got shut down. There was no shipment <laughs> of anything.
0: Yeah, right. Uh but but you know, to get back to the point of the fights and, and everything like that, because I was away. It wasn't a priority for me to sit down and watch the fights. I was hanging out, having a good time. I tried to catch them here and there. I was, wa- <laughs> I was watching uh, Chase Hooper and Felipe Kolarish through the glass of the shower that I was taking. <laughs> uh, so, like I, was, I mean, it was fogging up and everything like that. So I'm, I'm kind of watching scrambles and things like that. I, I, of course, we're going to talk about a round from that fight uh, at some point later on. I went back and watched that fight to score. Uh, in full and not through a foggy shower window. All right. So I made sure to do that. But ultimately, yeah, I'm just I'm not able to sit down and really watch the fights. But we did get to a bar that we kind of sat down in for a little while. And it was in time for Holly Holmes fight. So I said, OK, I'll sit down and watch this. And, you know, I'm in a bar. I'm surrounded by my buddies who are playing drinking games and things like that. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm semi participatory. I don't I'm not actually drinking alcohol, but, you know, we're all having a good time, right? And I'm watching this fight, and the first three rounds of it, I'm like, well, this is kind of a crappy, terrible fight. And, uh, and then starts to get kind of interesting in round four and round five, where at least there's a little bit more of, uh, let's say, distance striking going on, right? Mm. So that was more, that made it a little bit more interesting. But let's put it this way none of my friends who were around and like checking in on my phone here and there were like, man, I should watch more of this sport. It didn't sell any new fans. There was no, there were no converts that night.
1: (laughs) I had one night just staying on topic. I was at a bar, okay, years ago, and it just so with my friends, and just so happened Diego and uh, Clay Guido were on the TV, and they were like, "Yeah, I like that," and then Mm. they still never watched it.
0: Well, if if you can't get, if they're not gonna watch (laughs) more of that after they watch that fight, then it's really just not nothing's gonna do it. Yeah. That fight, by the way, that was the first UFC main event. The day after I met my wife. Wow,
1: mm-hmm. everything's MMA related. I can <laughs> I relate a lot of things, especially
0: in the first like year or two uh, mm-hmm. with my wife. Uh, now wife, it, it, not at the time, but I can figure out a lot of things, like what I was doing with her, mm. based on the UFC calendar. <laughs> <laughs> like our first date was the day before UFC 100
1: scheduled around ufc 100 mm. i'm sure i don't use these <laughs> dates as passwords so you're not gonna
0: no one's gonna learn anything out of this but but i'm just saying this is this is just an interesting stuff um, <laughs> not violating my own security uh, as a result but but yeah it, it didn't really sell anybody it was just kind of like a fight that happened right mm-hmm. and so you know i'm kind of taking my giving myself a break from watching the fights in the sense of like participating in the Social media conversation. I'm checking in here and there and, you know, trying not to be like totally absent because it's, it's nice to be kind of a part of it and not go away from that. And I was I did want to watch the fights like I I didn't watch Holly Holm versus Ketlin Vieira for five for 25 minutes in a bar because I don't like fighting and <laughs> put it that way. Um, But this is not the fight that I walked away from. And I said, oh, yeah, I mean, people are going to go crazy about this one. Mm hmm. They went crazy about this decision, sir. I don't I don't know. What the hell? What the hell? 48-47 both ways in a fight that no one got robbed, first off. let let's just start at base level. There's no robbery here. Holy heck is there no robbery in this fight? Number 2, it's not a good fight. It's a bad fight. It's a bad fight. It's not a horrible fight cuz we've had some horrible fights lately. Uh, two of which were, were for titles in the last month in two different organizations. Uh, we don't even need to talk about those. No. But but nonetheless, this doesn't make the top two. That's how bad we've had it lately.
1: Yeah, th- this was just still a bad fight.
0: It was still a bad fight. Um, but why is everyone going nuts about this? Like, seriously, this is not what I expected to turn on Twitter. And not only did they go nuts, it, it almost felt like a heightened sense of nuttery. I, I, and I'm making up the word nuttery here. I get
1: the betting community... Sure, had a, had a, a strong opinion on this,
0: as they always will uh, and should always be ignored. Sorry uh, if that's your thing. Like, if if you're mad because you bet lost in a close fight, you're gonna be bet mad no matter what. And if you got the good side, you're gonna get one eventually. You know, uh, it, it always balances yeah. out, right? Uh,
1: Holly Holm, a fan favorite, losing a split. People do like her, yes. So that's gonna fuel it. I mean, but I always expect the MMA community to be irrational about something.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Uh, so, they love that. If
1: this is just something to latch
0: on to. I I yeah, I, I feel like know. they were bored, right? Yeah. Like, they literally had no reactions to, to come off of this card. So, like, let's just go nuts about judging. I mean, maybe <laughs> they were upset about the co-main with
1: Ponzinibbio getting the split decision loss, and it just kind of snowballed.
0: Yeah, perhaps? yeah, there was DC who who was, like, mad that uh, he said that, on, on I think it was on YouTube, right? Today, Sunday, that he couldn't understand why there would be a 30-27 for Michelle Pajera in there. He said at least one round should have gone to Santiago Ponzanibio Now, that almost seems to imply that someone's sitting there at the end of the fight and saying, well, I got to give one of these to them. <laughs> right? Like, that doesn't work that way. It's yeah. not like someone sat there and said, oh, it's close enough. You got to give him one of the rounds so it looks like 29-28 collect- is a better no, score. No. That's each,
1: not how it works. Each round is independent it's of just itself. That's not how it so. works.
0: And DC knows that I think he really he does did, He mentioned
1: something That he's attending A judging conference He did say a judging conference I wonder conference. if that's ABC or not Yeah
0: I don't know That he meant I saw you react to that I was a little I was like hey I was like, I I'd love to meet DC I did <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna a fan out for him um, No I, I hope that he means the actual ABC conference yeah. because I think that's where you get real training there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he doesn't, if he just means maybe even like the California one, the, the California meeting that they mm-hmm. do uh, every couple of months, which I'm very disappointed I didn't get to uh, sit in this time. I was out for a dinner uh, dinner and a movie date with my wife this time, so I missed that. And then it was a week earlier they had the one in, uh, in England too, mm. uh, and I missed that one as well because I literally just lost track of the day. Uh, and I feel very terrible that I missed both of these because I like, I like the idea of both of them and I've never done the England one too. So Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for that one. The day that it comes along and I actually get to sit in, um, so hopefully he actually is going to attend like an actual training seminar and go through it because I think one, they should film it for ESPN and that would be fun, uh, because I think it, it could, it could do several things. It could entertain because DC is entertaining if nothing else, um, Really, he's knowledgeable of nothing else, too, as far as fighting goes, except for the criteria where he's very unknowledgeable. <laughs> um, he has a lot to offer, though. He, everything, everywhere else, he's got a lot to offer. Um, but, yeah, I, I hope he's there. If he's there, I'd love to have a conversation with him about that kind of thing, too. Um, a respectful conversation. Happy to do that. But, yeah, it, it's it's nice that he's at least talking about the idea of doing it. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're in London, UFC.
0: Yeah, that weekend, so. I don't imagine he he would probably be wouldn't be.
1: He probably wouldn't be on the commentary team that. No,
0: weekend, and so. and I imagine a lot of the uh domestic judges here would be able to attend that conference for mm. training if they so choose and are available right. to. I, I hope to see them there as well.
1: Yeah, that would be cool.
0: You know, one could you know, do do they need the training? I don't know, but do they need a refresher? I don't know. It's it's an interesting question. There's a lot of people who will say you know, they would like to see, and this, this is one of those arguments they make like, as far as, like, what they want changed with judging, right? How to mm-hmm. make judging better. They want judges to get recertified every year. That's not really how this works, but, I mean, how bad could training be, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. I, I have no idea. That's up for judges uh, to tell I, me why that makes sense or say why I'm an a-hole for suggesting that. I don't know.
1: I'd love a judge to come
0: out and say, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. <laughs> talking about practice. Allen Iverson's a legend. I love that, man. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, this is not the fight that I thought people would go crazy about. And it totally was. And it was round three of this fight. We'll get to that in a little bit. But before we do, real quick, Ketlyn Vieira got the win over Holly Holm, right? Close fight. Argument either way, fine. We'll get to that. But as far as the fact that she does have the victory here in the 135-pound division, she would be a potential fresh challenger. For whoever emerges from uh, Juliana Pena defending her title for the first time against Amanda Nunes, who she obviously wanted from, do you think that she should be next and will be next?
1: Uh, no. Uh, Neither one. I think Amanda Nunes is next.
0: I mean, after that, dude.
1: Oh, right, but no, no. I think they, I think they're gonna do Pennington and Vieira for title eliminator. Okay. That they're both fresh challengers and they're. Well, it depends on who it
0: is. Because if if Amanda Nunes wins the belt,
1: yeah, okay, that's I, I, I'm jumping ahead of
0: myself. You are, you are,
1: but at the current moment, we're good.
0: I see. Okay. I I would think that actually they would give it to Ketlin Vieira at this point. Um, I mean, it's a it is a good question because is she the uh the most compelling name? Not necessarily. Is she coming off of a fight where she really made her? Her case, not even necessarily there, although honestly, I thought she had a pretty solid fight. I think she was the one who was more willing to try and uh
1: she was trying to finish.
0: she was trying to finish there was <laughs> that very memeable moment from round two where she had uh the kind of that that choke the going choke on the, there yeah, the, and and the holly milk. Holly's face looked real weird she was <laughs>
1: she was in a bad spot there I think if she had any control of her lower body, I think she would have got it.
0: There were several so. memes uh, created from that it was like uh, when your dog uh when your dog swallows something, you got to get it out or something like that. <laughs> it just looked like that. Um, who, who put that out there? I think uh, Ben the Bane Davis put it out there, and uh, uh, Hectic did oh, as well.
1: Oh, no. I do not want to talk about Ben the Bane Davis. <laughs> no.
0: Is it because he's associated with verdict? Yes. I see. Ben's harmless.
1: If he drops verdict, he will become a, a friend instead of a foe. <laughs> That app is horrible. The way it's being used to to say
0: judging is bad. I so I have a lot of issues with the way they market it, it is it, is the thing. I, I, I've come to the point now with the way I look at Verdict that it's like if you just view it as like a game. It's just a game. It's just a game. If you treat it like just a game, it's perfectly fine. Have fun with it. Have a good time. But when it's treated as if this is the way like – the way of judging's future, like just stop with that. I mean, it was put out there. They 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 said it was like one of the most lopsided right, like exactly. things that, with forty nine forty six for Holly Holm, and like everybody from Caposa to whoever was looking at it and be like, no, nah, this is exactly why you can never let the fans do this mm-hmm. because they they totally ruined it. Mm-hmm. They they blew their chance to look like any competent mm-hmm. people as far as scoring fights, Um, and this is proof of the pudding, right? Yep. So yeah. I'm at the point now where I just I I regard it as like, okay, and and I know people who really do just use it because they like to make their picks. Right. Yeah. Just make your picks. And and there's a lot of people who do that. They they just kind of want to be able to track who I thought I was who who I thought would win the fight and then who actually won the fight. So that's pretty much it. If it's just that fine. Just don't think that you're actually a replacement for the judge. You're not. Not even I promise you're not. But yeah, that's I think that was enough as far as kind of the lead up here. We do have nine contested rounds. There were what, thirteen out of twenty-two were unanimous, and the other nine were, were not. So it was a a tougher uh event as far as finding the same page uh as one another, these judges. But yeah. I think there's a lot of close rounds here, right? I think, I think some, there's yeah. There is a there's a degree of randomness in terms of which events you're gonna get more or fewer. Of these kind of close rounds, right? It's mm-hmm. just you, luck of the draw. Overall, it typically ends up there's about a seventy percent rate of of uh, unanimity. Here's here's kind of where it balances out. Maybe the what was it like eighty something yeah. last week? So mm-hmm. yeah, here's the counterbalance, right? So let's get into contested rounds. Starting with once again, Caitlin Vieira getting the win over Holly Holmes, split decision. Round three is our. Split round. What happened in this round, sir?
1: It is a close round. Uh, It opens with Vieira. She lands a nice two-piece and a leg kick. Then Holm uh, works herself to a clinch and resumes her, you know, let me just hang out here for a while. She's throwing a couple storley knees to say, hey, look (laughs) at me. I forgot the storley knees, (laughs) Yes, Look at me. I'm doing something. But, you know, nothing really there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely not fighting to finish. Uh, So as the round goes on, they separate. Vieira lands another nice right. Holly works her the body with the kicks uh drops her with one of
0: the kicks kind of
1: but is it really a drop i think it's more, more...
0: <sighs> didn't seem mm. like a drop I was going to challenge you a little bit like here it,
1: it's like it's uh like when someone gets dropped to the head it's cuz their equilibrium's off at least for a split second mm. to the body it's it's more i don't know it's just kind of like brute force knocking you over i mean it depends though they're
0: not all if created you, equal so exactly
1: but if, if you get hit to the liver you know they're hurt they're crumbling right. over she wasn't crumbling over she kind of got like just pushed back on her butt
0: there's this thing with, with with knockdowns in mixed martial arts that like people want them to be like boxing knockdowns where a boxing knockdown mm-hmm. means they were hurt and, and really in boxing when they are knocked down almost always they're really hurt You know, there's, there's exceptions. We've seen it and we've seen some times where it's like, was it a slip? Was it a knockdown? And it gets ruled a knockdown and you're like, ah, come on. You know, these things happen, of course, Mm -hmm. in boxing. These things happen in MMA. (laughs) And they have,
1: the thing is they have a ref there to make that decision on the fly. Right, 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 right. right, right. right.
0: Exactly. So it's a little different, but in MMA, people will get like obsessed with like, oh, they got a knockdown. (laughs) It's like, well, what does it matter if it's a knockdown? Like, were they actually hurt or did they just kind of fall to the ground? They got back up and they're fine. I'm. I would look at it more as they really should track times where they were visibly rocked. That's what I want. I want them to track that kind of thing. Yeah, that's because that's more interesting. And I think it's more meaningful in terms of how you would actually score the fight. How many times was somebody in trouble, like in actual trouble, as opposed to just, hey, you got them off their feet. Mm -hmm. Good on you. (laughs) You know, when you kick someone's leg out, did it really hurt their leg or did you just happen to get them off balance? You know there are, there are differences there yeah, they both times? happen. They both happen, but how much are you really weighing that? I don't know. I mean that's that's for a judge to tell me how they would do it, but it's a I... good
1: it's a good strike for Holly, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah overall,
0: yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't count.
1: Uh, but then they clinch again, and home she starts landing a bunch of lefts to the face. She's got her. She's digging her forehead into the jaw, smacking her in the head with the left. I thought these were, were pretty decent shots, but when they separate. Vera lands a solid right hand straight down the pipe. Then against the cage, he lands another big right. Holmes' eye is starting to swell up pretty good. It's the immediate impact for me. I got 10-9, Vieira.
0: I do too. I think ultimately, yeah, you're talking about how much more immediately impactful these strikes are. They're landing heavier. They look like they're landing heavier than what Holly Holm is delivering. It's To me, I looked at this round. And I said, "Well, she's the one who looks like she's getting closer to a finish, based on the actions she's successfully executing on her opponent." Mm-hmm. And that, if I understand the criteria correctly, it's aimed at that. That's what we're looking to determine in terms of effective striking, right? Mm-hmm. So I've I side with with uh, Caitlin Vieira here, but it's close enough that shoot, you could potentially weigh what Holly Holm is doing you know, to a higher degree, maybe, maybe you missed a, a strike here or there because of positioning, that kind of thing. It's not a high volume round. It's not like the lowest volume round either, but because there's extended periods of kind of leaning against the cage and that kind of thing, you're, you're not getting enough of the, the distance strikes that you really want to see right? to be able to differentiate who's winning. But yeah, I mean, I I feel solid in giving this one to to Ketlin Vieira, I also just don't think it's that bad to go the other way. And I think it's crazy that more people think it's crazier to give it to Vieira than to Holly Holm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that it's bad to go for Holm, it's that they think it's crazy not to go for Holm.
1: They're all about that control. Yes. I guess.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I really hope, but I'm gonna beat this drum until it changes. I really hope they change the wording and the criteria where they actually eliminate the word control from the, the tertiary criteria, it should be a different word entirely. Take the word control out of it like entirely, unless you're putting it in there to mean what UFC, what fans refer to as control. It should match what everybody's saying. It has to, because there's confusion, and there's no need for it.
1: Dom Cruz could write it. He'd write ring generalship. Ring ship.
0: generalship would get in there, yeah, <laughs> because it's always, as we all know, most cage fights are in a ring, <laughs> by definition. Come on, Dom. Just stop. It's not in there. Quit beating the drum. Anyway, that's that's all I really want to say about this fight. I I hope that we've beaten it into the ground and won't talk about this fight again, because it wasn't even that interesting. It just wasn't. It wasn't. No, no. And I I do like Holly Holm. I'm you know, she I spoke to her for for a feature this week. We had a great conversation. I think I made a a, a, I think I wrote a nice little feature about her as well. I was happy to tell the story of how she kind of, you know, she's beginning her journey of fighting after 40. And I don't write her off in the least. I mean, she still has that star power. She looked good enough in the fight that you could argue that she won. So she's probably just one more victory away. Or maybe not. We've seen people get fights uh, for titles after losses if it's close enough. Depends what Dana thinks, right? Mm -hmm. So who knows? Maybe she gets the next title shot anyway. Wacky sport we got. Uh, Let's move on. Though I'm done with it, right? Are you done with it?
1: I'm done with it. All right.
0: Let's move on to uh, Michelle Pajera. Getting the win over Santiago Ponzinibbio. He spoke about this before. 230, 13027 excuse me, a twenty-nine twenty-eight, And then the other way, twenty-nine twenty-eight. That one for Nibio. So rounds two and three are what we're talking about. Start with two, my friend. What is going on in round two? Uh,
1: good mix of strikes. Pehera's, uh landed a solid right out the gate. And it seems like it's competitive, but he's the one that's landing the heavier, more damaging strikes. His leg kicks are heavy. About halfway through, Ponzinibbio is like, hey, wait, I'm in this fight too. Lands a couple solid shots and actually starts coming alive. It's like, oh, Ponzinibbio's turning it on here. From here on out, it, it, both guys that are landing some pretty good shots, though. I think it's close but clear for Pejera, but uh, Ponz never really closed the gap for me from the early part of the round, so that's why I'm on him 10-9.
0: I was really, really, really close to giving this one to Ponzinibbio. I thought he almost did close the gap, but ultimately, I just didn't pull the trigger on Okay. That's really all I have to add to what you said, but I I think it's really close. I think it's so razor close, so the fact that this went the other way, one way or the other, no problem. But, uh, oh, I don't think I mentioned, by the way, I I, I really, I'll shout the the previous round out before we talk about this one, so one more time, we have to talk about Vieira and Holm, the judges, how they scored round three. It was Mike Bell and Derek Cleary had this for Vieira, and it was Sal D'Amato who had it for Holly Holm.
1: So he's their hero.
0: Yes, Sal time. D'Amato is the is the hero now. For all the people who who really thought that Holly Holm got robbed, you need to leave Sal D'Amato alone. My God, you can't just <laughs> ignore it every time that he does things you like, because the one time you remembered out of the billion times he does things, you didn't like it. <laughs> all right, cut it out. All right, now I'm really done talking about that fight. Um, uh, but the judges in this fight, uh, Pehera and Ponzinibbio. It's Mike Bell and Ron McCarthy had it for Pejera, uh, and I did too, uh, and Junichiro Camijo had this for Ponzinibbio. So close round again. Yeah. Yeah. Round three.
1: Great round of fighting. I thought both guys really went for it here. Uh, they did. Pons and Nibio kept the momentum from round two, and you know, he was popping Pejera good. Pajera kept firing back, but he seemed to catch a lot of air, at least early in the round. Ponz kept landing with big impact throughout. Towards the end, Pejera found the head a lot more. I think it's a close round. It was a fun round. But I like it for Ponzinibbio ten nine. I do think you can go here, pair no problem though.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, they both do excellent work. They're both looking to. They're trying to hurt the other guy. Yeah, they both want the finish. They're both not only they're both yeah. trying. They're both landing and right. doing their part to make it happen. It's just these are two tough individuals, mm-hmm. and and they're both able to dish it out enough to keep the other in and keep the other off balance. And yeah. I, I cited the same way you did with uh with Ponzinibbio here, and, and that's the majority as well. Uh, judges Bell and Camillo seeing it that way, with Ron McCarthy on his own seeing this one for uh, Michelle Pajera So he had the 30-27 scorecard that DC didn't like. He doesn't mention the name of the judge. Cause it's always just the judge duh, 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 from them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because they're trying to protect the judges or if they're just too lazy to look up the names of the judges. But like, if you're going to call them out, I almost feel like you're better off saying the name. Although, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that has downside, but let's, let's just talk real quick about Ron McCarthy. Cause I don't know that we talk we talk all that often about Ron McCarthy. Okay, He is really one of the best uh, sharpest, uh, especially from a, uh, from a statistical standpoint, he's really one of the best judges there is out there. Yeah, I and we like don't talk about him as much because I don't think he's ended up in any sort of controversial um, situations thus far. It comes for everyone. Yeah, and I'm sure he knows that.
1: I also think he's on a lot more Bellator than he is UFC. He's done a bunch of Bellator. It seems, I think it he seems like he's not a top rotation for the UFC events or for Vegas.
0: It seems. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think well, he's he... just
1: not on as many. I'm just what I'm saying.
0: Uh, From what I understand, is is because he's also uh, a law enforcement officer. Oh, uh, I right. can't just, do it. I I think it's probably just the limitations of having a uh that schedule and mm. having a family and that kind of thing. That's okay. that's kind of what I've heard about uh, about the man. So we don't see him every week because he's got other stuff to do, and this mm-hmm. isn't a full time job. Gotcha. So I don't think it has anything to do with that. But you know, he's gotten title fight assignments, and I think deservedly so. And I think he's done a really good job with everything that he's gotten. So you know. No one's saying his name in this instance, and I guess probably it, ultimately it is better off that someone, <laughs> someone with DC's platform isn't name-checking and, and kind of throwing people under the bus. But look, Ron McCarthy is the son of Big John McCarthy. I'll bet you they both have pretty thick skin and can handle the criticism. Yeah. But either way, he doesn't deserve criticism. He's a damn good judge. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to get that little sidebar out there on uh, Judge Ron McCarthy. Let's move on, though, sir, because we do have a whole fight that we got to break down. It's been a long time since we've done every round of a fight.
1: I can't remember. it.
0: I can't remember it either. Uh, It does happen. um, And it doesn't necessarily mean that the judges bungled it because every round is off. It's just sometimes it's the way it breaks out. Mm -hmm. So let's give it uh, this fight. It's due. Jung Young Park got the win over Eric Anders. Split decision. Twenty nine. Twenty eights all around Uh, round one. We're going to start at, and the judges for this one, by the way, we'll just get it out of the way. Sal D'Amato, Mike Bell, and Anthony Manis uh, are on this fight. So round one, what's happening?
1: Anders lands about six or seven good strikes. Park lands about six or seven good strikes. And then the rest of the round is, is just filler of Anders holding on the clinch, doing nothing while Park has a headlock with no offense, just kind of a stalemate. I think of the strikes that were landed. I think Anders landed better. I score for him, but it was a low output
0: round. Yeah, yeah, accurate, accurate. I felt really good about Anders here, just because again, the the it seemed like that was where the damage was coming from. Uh, and yeah, low output, so it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of hard if if you didn't see that many of the strikes, maybe at a bad angle, maybe it's, it starts to look closer. I don't know. Uh, Judge Manus was uh he was on park for this round, so I that's what he saw. That's fine. I didn't see it that way, but I, I just don't think this is the round to go crazy about. And not just because it's not an interesting round. It's just it has more to do with that. Like, you don't mm-hmm. you got to give every round to due, Right. Because I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen people trying to be out there and it's almost like they're trying to make a, de- a, a defense for even when it's a bad fight. There can be a robbery. Right. Just because it's, it's a bad fight doesn't mean it's not a robbery. It's like, well, right. But also, it's not a robbery. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's also just that part. Uh, but you're right. hundred uh, percent a bad fight could also have somebody be robbed. I think you can almost get close to calling Storley and uh, an MVP in that kind of conversation. I won't go there. I stop short of it, but it's probably closer to one than a lot of the fights we've talked about.
1: I'd say it's closer, but you still at some point the fighters themselves deserve blame for a bad fight. so I, I can't the MVP should have done more then
0: yeah so, I, I, that's that's the thing it, it does get very tough that's why i do stop short yeah. of it i don't actually go that route but as far as if you're telling me what's what's the closest we've had to a robbery let's say since glace and Tebow got the win over uh rory mcdonald last year it probably is that fight mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's just in a, ro- in a round with such little output you can miss one thing here or there and And it's just it can go the other way or, you know, maybe it is something along the lines of, hey, judges are scoring it in such a strange way, whether they're actually grading how long they were there first. Like if it was on the mat, that's where you go first. That kind of that old school mentality. I'm very curious to see if that gets taught still Mm. when we go up to ABC. I hope it doesn't. And if it does, I'm I'm, I plan on asking a ton of questions and, and like really kind of and not not trying to be like a jerk. And not trying to be a nudge. I'm really just trying to get to the heart of how things work. You know, All right. I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Cu- I mean, I'm a journalist. I'm going to. Type. I'm
1: going to try to see if DC wants to go to dinner.
0: That's fine. I'm sure you're going to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so th- let's move on though. Round two. We here to get this whole fight in, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, we got two more rounds. Two more rounds <laughs> in this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Round two. Another close round. I think Anders landed the strikes that really stood out. The more immediately impactful ones. Uh, he lands like three solid one, two combos that looked very effective early in the round. Park responds with a couple nice shots of his own. It, it's a very competitive round. And I think Anders just had more impact on his strikes. I don't think Parks were as effective. I feel when Park lands, it's in close. He's not getting the big pop on it. And when Anders lands, he's, you know, he's getting a full extension. And it just feels harder. Either way, uh, close competitive round. Uh, no beef either way. I, but I'm on uh, Anders
0: 10-9. I'm with you. And I'm with uh, Mike Bell. Salimato and Anthony Manis were the ones who had this one for Park. Uh, yeah, really close round. Hard to hard to go crazy about it because it was it was actually a much better round than that first round. It just oh yeah it, it, significantly. It,
1: it, yeah, the fight got got better as it went on. I feel
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean you you and I were uh, only with Mike Bell. So what does that mean for oh, Judge Bell?
1: Couch that over. I
0: <laughs>
1: almost forgot about that.
0: Should we? Maybe it should be a bell when it's Mike Bell. Ding! It Should ring a bell. <laughs> now. Now nah, we'll, we'll stick with the horn. I okay. think that's okay. Right. And the horn being my mouth. <laughs> 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 round three, sir. Uh,
1: it, it's all Park for at least, for the first two minutes, it seems. Anders picks up some momentum, but his strikes look like they, they lost a lot of steam on him. I think the impact is definitely in Park's favor throughout this round. Anders does get a few good ones off, but I, I think I think this is Park's round. It, But again, still a close competitive
0: round. But I'm on 10-9 Park. I'm also on 10-9 Park. Same reasons, not crazy. Could kind of go either way. Judges uh, D'Amato and Bell had it this way. Uh, judge Manus was the out judge for the second time in this fight. Okay, so that's that's the way he had it. I I think we watched a close fight in, in every, yeah. every 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 five minute period. It was a close fight for different reasons in some cases, right?
1: More exciting in two and three.
0: You know, it, could you find three judges that would get on the same page in this round or any of these rounds? Probably. it's probably a lot of rounds that you could just get. You, you'd end up finding if it was different individuals there. Maybe they would all get on yeah. the same page. But ultimately, I still think because this is a close fight, and even though you and I had this round or this fight 29-28 for Anders, who got the loss by no means is this a robbery. It's just a close fight. It didn't yeah. go his way. It's sometimes that's the way it works. He finds himself in a lot of these close fights. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's, there's something to it. And it's not that there's people out to get him. It's that he's really got to find ways to be able to put more power in and be able to finish it. You know, hurt his opponents. It's not easy. You know, Jung-Yung Park is, is a tough guy. Iron Turtle, right?
1: That's his name. Iron yeah, I believe
0: Turtle. that is his oh, nickname. Isn't that's it? Cool i love that nickname double check that for me i'm just trying to remember but but while you check that i should also point out that judges bell and Manus had opposing scorecards they agreed on zero rounds in this fight but again it's it's you could see it you could see why it's just i imagine the two of them probably had an interesting conversation they're like oh you saw every round the other way right but probably ultimately because they're pros and and look at it the same way we do except they know even better mm-hmm. they probably were like hey close fights close rounds man probably it right that's, i'm just that's, speculating yeah, i but... don't
1: i don't think it it got heated or, or even debated heavily It was probably like, oh, I, I can see where you're coming from
0: i don't know i, I heard mike bell was, was gonna murder him <laughs> that's not good <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 uh did you check is that is is the iron Iron turtle Turtle. that's what i thought i love that it's a wonderful thing um so yeah we did have the one couch side there but but nonetheless uh let's go to we only got three more rounds now three three different fights here all on the earlier prelims uh euros medic got the win over omar morales round two tko but round one was close so why are we talking about it
1: uh i think i think medic i think oh no he's landing a little bit better uh both guys Seemed to have good defense, good offense, uh, which is probably why this round is close. Uh, both attacked the body. Morales had a big right early. A couple inside leg kicks and body kicks. Medich landed some body kicks, landed good to the head. Uh, and then the end, a big shot, which had some good heavy effects from Medic. That really kind of put the stamp on it for me. So I'm 10-9 Medich.
0: No, that's fine. Um I I think ultimately I I sided with Morales because again, really close round here. I think there's enough being landed on his end that it, it can kind of make up for it.
1: Yeah, I got I got no no issues here.
0: It's really just a neither one of these guys had seemed to me to be like definitively pulling away.
1: No, they were they were neck and neck and and that's uh, that's how I felt and that's why the end really helped me go to Medage.
0: Sure, sure. And that's fine. I I have no problem with you going that way. Hopefully you don't have a problem with me. Uh, or uh, I've see judges uh, Jared Vellel and Junichiro Camillo uh, were on the same side as me. You saw it the same way as Mike Bell, uh, who now probably wants to murder me because I'm I'm telling him that I'm calling him a murderer. But now that's proving the point. So no, no, no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is just silly, stupid joke. <laughs> it's been a long weekend, a fun weekend, but a long weekend, my friend. Uh, two more rounds. Let's go over to Chase Hooper. Round three TKO over Felipe Colares, Round two was split, though.
1: Yeah, really close round. I think Colares ground and pound is what makes it that close. Uh, he landed about four hard elbows when he had side control. Mm-hmm. I think Hooper on the on hole was the more effective grappler. He had two armbar attacks. None very close. Um, both transitioned into good positions. Uh, but Hooper landed a nice couple strikes on the feet at the start of the round before it hit the mat. Then I thought the heel hook was the best sub attack. And uh, then he mounted and finished with some ground and pound. I think he wins it for me, just ever so slightly. Ten nine Hooper.
0: I I did give it to Clarish, uh, as judges Adelaide Bird and Mike Bell did. Um, Apparently, I see everything the way Mike Bell did. Oh, no, you you do. We're actually, we're split. This no, I don't know what I'm no, talking about. No, Long
1: yeah, weekend. You're man. on Mike Bell side. I this
0: know. Round. I know. I'm I'm all I'm all over is what I'm saying. Um, but yes, you saw it the same way as Sal Damata, who saw this one for Hooper. I saw it for Kolarish. Yeah, I think probably a lot of those sub attempts, I they didn't look that close. Ultimately, is why I didn't end up scoring them very heavily. Because it's it's, it's that's good the... that they're happening, but I just don't think that there was enough getting there to say, oh, you know, this is this is something really worse. I think the 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 strikes that we're talking about with Kolarish are, are where I kind of ended
1: up. Well, well, I got to Hooper based on the final mount
0: in ground and pound. Sure. That's fine. fine. Yeah. I was very close, too. But ultimately, I sided with Kalarish here. And then Hooper took the, uh, the need for the judges out of the, <laughs> uh, the hands in round three. Yeah. He's got a habit of winning in round three. I think this is second or... This his third time.
1: He's basically Yoel.
0: He's he's young Yoel. <laughs> uh, Chase, Chase. I also spoke to uh in the lead up to this fight, and he was he was he had a good conversation with him as well. He seems seems like a cool guy.
1: Yeah, he he sounds like a
0: cool dude. I the one thing I liked uh well it's a few things I liked off of that I shared a few things but and I think you read it but one thing that I thought was was fun and it made me feel very old was when he's like. I said, what's your favorite or your first entry or or earliest memory of watching MMA? He's like, I think I was like seven or eight. My dad was watching Chuck Liddell. (laughs) And like, well, a lot of people are like, yeah, I used to take the tapes out from from Blockbuster. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Has Chase ever been to Blockbuster? I should have asked him that. <laughs> <laughs> Although he lives in the Pacific Northwest, which is where the I think in Oregon, Oregon, though, yeah, is There's where the last left. one is. He's in he's in Washington State, but yeah, I think that it's right in in mm-hmm. in Oregon is where the last one is. So he could probably drive to it if he wanted to. Is he going to? Probably not. But you no, know.
1: I can still smell how Blockbuster smells when I walk in.
0: I can't. What is what does it no, smell like? You describe know, it. That, that,
1: that pop. You can smell the popcorn. You can smell. <laughs> Like the the fake candy chocolate smell emanating <laughs> from the box, it just it's, it's just it's an iconic smell.
0: I guess I it didn't resonate the the odor mm-hmm. didn't resonate for Mm-mm. me. Um, how big was your blockbuster? Was it a big one? I was a like... big yeah. Okay, yeah, mine was, was big like... too. The one in my town. Did you go to block or not blockbuster? But before blockbuster got to your area, did you have other? video or video game rental places you went to i
1: remember uh like a mom and pop video store mm-hmm. very small and i would always rent like SummerSlam 1990 <laughs> or, or survivor series 89 something like that this is for nintendo no this was not video games this was like move like actual oh, VHS tapes. Okay. yeah i don't i never really rented many video games because i I was like, "Well, gotta return it in two days. I'm not gonna get close to beating it." Yeah, going
0: on. That's true. No, I yeah, it was a mom and pop place by me too, because we didn't get. I feel like we were late to get a blockbuster. I was. I want to say it was like probably like mid '90s, maybe maybe a little. It might have been '93 ish, Mm. '94, but yeah, I definitely went to a mom and pop place to to get some movies, get some tapes, and things like that. But I I rented like some of the like the Mega Man games on Nintendo Mm -hmm. at at this uh, video rental place. Okay. Which I don't even know when it went away. But once Blockbuster (laughs) came along, it was like, well, we're not going there anymore. Yeah. Blockbuster's better. (laughs) There was also another place in a different town that actually it was, I don't, I guess you'd probably call it mom and pop, but it had it had like a decent feel to it. You know, it actually had like a cool vibe and everything. But then ultimately it's been a few things over the years. It ended up being a hobby shop for a while too. So it had like people would go there and play like Pokemon and, and uh Magic the Gathering, that kind of thing.
1: I can't, I can't imagine the kid, the high school kid that was working behind the counter when I, you know, they didn't have what I wanted. Can you check the return?
0: <laughs> Speaking of Pokemon cards, I had sold recently, I think I told you, a Pokemon card of mine yeah. for $1,100. I probably got that Pokemon card like around the time Chase Hooper was born. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that just hit me while we were talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh all that says is we're getting old
1: okay moving on
0: (laughs) last last round sir uh from the opening fight of the night sam hughes who got the victory over elise reed another third round tko round two is the round we're talking about once again what happened in round two
1: uh sam page gets a quick take to quick takedown straight to side control and some elbows nothing much though in uh, there, it's 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 pretty much the same for the rest of the fu- uh, rest of the round. To half guard, back to side, land some strikes here and there. Final thirty seconds. Final thirty seconds, she gets the mount, and then the final ten seconds, she really starts pushing it for a finish landing. Good. I can see it getting to a ten eight in that final surge, but it wasn't enough for me. I wish she pushed harder. She probably would have got a finish if she started going for that earlier. However, uh, it's just a ten
0: nine for me. I thought it was just a ten nine too. I would like this to be ten eight for the record.
1: Well that's that's what I'm saying. There's only one fighter you can score this round for. Yeah. And and in rounds like that I wish they were 10-8s.
0: I wish it was me much easier to justify in the criteria like definitively, mm-hmm. as opposed to just can consider, right? Yeah. Um that once you can only justify this round one way, it should be a different score. Yeah. Only. One hundred percent. I like it. I think we need something there. I think someone can build language around that idea, I feel like. But will they? I don't know. Maybe. I guess we could dream, right? <laughs> and that was it for the rounds. That was all nine of them. Uh, Finish-wise, we had six finishes. We already mentioned a few of them. Four TKOs uh, or KOs and two subs. Three ended in the first round. That, is, that, is
1: that right? Three first rounds, okay. yeah.
0: Okay. What uh, what was your favorite? Joseph
1: Holmes. Knee drops Alan Amandowski.
0: Probably could have called it right there.
1: Doesn't. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to stop hitting you. I'm just going to choke you out. I liked that. You do like that, though. Yeah. Big fan of chokes. I I did. That was a sh- big, heavy strike and
0: a sub. In a little my... bit of everything, yeah.
1: Got a little bit of it all there.
0: No decision, though. No decision. No, they didn't do that. Um, for me, it was Chidi and Jokawani. Yeah. The one finish from the main card, Uh, which was kind of... The main card was okay. It was just mm. Okay. But this was a highlight, huge highlight, smashes Dusko Kotorovic right near the end of the first round with a standing elbow, doesn't need to follow up at all, he just kind of gets to walk off. Kind
1: of, I guess that kind of explains why uh, Todorovic was so
0: wrestle-heavy early, like, I don't want to get knocked out. And yeah, then but then he put his head way out. too close to the elbows, <laughs> yeah. and that was, therein lies the problem. That was, yeah, that's that's an issue. here. A, a good advice, I would think, and and I don't want to tell fighters what to do, but I'm if it was me and I was to fight Chidi and I would do everything I could to run away, just to stay away. <laughs> He's got a long reach. He hits hard. I don't want a part of that. Stay away. Yeah. Let's make it a just, can we just do jujitsu content? Sure. He'll probably still tap sure. me, but I won't get knocked out.
1: Your brain will be intact.
0: Yes. I like that. I like my brain. It's a good brain. <laughs> I think so. Uh, But that is it. And uh, not only is that it, we don't have fights next week. We finally get a rare break in not only the UFC schedule, but in the entire mixed martial arts calendar schedule. You know what's funny? Except for, you know, obviously we're talking about bigger events and and especially domestic events, North American events. But
1: it's funny. uh, Spencer Kite, when he was doing his preview for this event, he's Mm -hmm. like, usually he's like to compare this to wrestling. Usually they have one big blow off event before their pay per view. This is the complete opposite. They're having one <laughs> they're having their go home show before a week off to return to another fight night before going to a pay
0: per view. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the this that's about the bizarro world version of it.
1: <laughs> so I don't yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do next week. Any suggestions?
0: I think we should go to pass judgment. It's been a long time, sir. There's I've been doing some research into a bunch of fights that could work for us to watch and maybe have some interesting scores to to turn out based on the uh, that CSJ criteria, which we almost never use anymore. We got to dust it off. We got to dust it off. (laughs) Remind new listeners how it works, and and and, uh, hopefully, hopefully, have some fun. We we, we could do one or two. We'll see, depending on if we pick three round or five round fights, that kind of thing. Yeah, because it's a it's a light week, right?
1: Like weekend fighting, yeah. What
0: are you going to do without live fights to watch I mean, at all next week? I mean- obviously mean, Memorial Day weekend.
1: Yeah. I'm um, actually, on Friday, I have a ticket to CFFC. So- Okay. Down in Philly, I'm going to go to that.
0: Well, like I said, it's, it, MMA is not off. It's just yeah. major North American right. MMA.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to go watch CFFC.
0: mm mm-hmm. That's right. You did ask me if I could go, and I said yeah. I don't think I could. It would be nice, but yeah. I don't I don't see it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, me, I'm, you know- i'm working as I as i mentioned but yeah, i'll find some time to hopefully do some things with with obviously my kids and my wife and you know maybe we'll get outside go get some ice cream maybe do a little barbecue and throw some burgers on the grill
1: yeah you can't go wrong with that that's what
0: i would like to do just a little bit of time with my family that does it for this episode of the couchside
1: judges we'll be back again on monday with uh no f- no live fights to break down, but we may do past judgment. I yeah, so. we just said that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm <laughs> Now just you all know.
0: Recapping. That's right. We could even do it one more time before the music ends. Past judgment next Monday. <laughs> Everybody enjoy Memorial Day weekend. Don't forget why we celebrate. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening.